Hello, my name is Jacob, and I am a Norse pagan, and welcome to the Folk Podcast, episode 11, where we're going to be talking about Sather. And we have a really interesting guest today. Um, someone emailed us wanting to talk about this topic, and we have Ian that's starting to look into this topic. And so, um, Eric, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your journey, and just, uh, yeah, just tell us about yourself. Uh, so, my name is Eric. I am a Norse pagan. Um, not necessarily new to paganism. I've been essentially a pagan all my life, you know, spent most of my years, that's some weird satanic blasphemous anti-Christian fella. But um, in more recent years, you know, calmed down and started looking towards a more natural paganism, more, you know, more nature involved. Um, been studying Wicca uh, pretty, pretty intensely um, and Eastern philosophy, things like that, meditation, because um, it all, it all sort of feels feels the same uh, and then that led me to the runes uh, long story short I spent 22 years as an alcoholic suppressing all these inner thoughts all these you know these feelings these voices inside so when I say I'm new to the Norse paganism I mean after I finally quit drinking um, just cold turkeyed it started listening to those voices um, I quit my career I've been a chef and a cook for 22 years. Um, I just walked away from it one day and I live on the island of Nantucket and I just spent probably a week just riding around. Uh, I call it my hog, but it was a 50cc scooter for anyone that really cares. But just cruising around the island, just listening. Just, I'm crying my eyes out too. I can't, I can't believe no one saw me just riding around, just full tears. Um, and then one day, you know, I... I after spending years living rock bottom, um, finally decided enough was enough. And I just absolutely completely let go. Found myself at the beach one day and um, just manifested, manifested Odin. I'm not even going to try and try and explain it any other way than, you know, I was, I was visualizing this energy that I had been feeling and listening to. And he, he manifested into what I know as Odin. Um, I think it was the last podcast of yours I listened to. Everyone was talking about how they sort of see him as Gandalf. That's kind of kind of how he was. Only he's imagine Gandalf without sleeves and like some badass bracers. Pardon my language. Um, you know, he's sort of he's sort of a little bit more rugged uh, in my eyes, but he is very much like Gandalf. And I I spent what could have been hours just sitting there staring. Um, we didn't really speak at all. Um, but we just kind of, we just sort of bonded energy wise. I don't, you know, I don't really know any other way to say it, but um, he just kind of let me know that it was all right, that I just didn't need to, need to worry anymore. He was like, just take some time. You're all right. You're okay. It's all going to be fine. Um, and then I spent, what was that, about a year and a half, year and a half ago, maybe? Um, I've spent the last year and a half just, diving into whatever felt right. Um, and after a couple months of studying the runes, uh, that led me to a totally different type of magic, which we'll, we may get, get into the difference later, but say that was something that just kind of felt really good. As soon as I saw the word, as soon as I started reading about it, it, it just sort of felt it just sort of felt like it was for me. And the more I read into it, the more it <clears throat> sort of made sense of a lot of the feelings that I've been having, um, you know, having studied meditation and just lightly for a few years, um, you know, I was, I was able to, to really just let go and, and fully, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what you, what you would call it, but I was just, I was leaving my body and I was, I mean, the stars were the limit. Um, so in studying Sather, uh, and forgive my pronunciation. I can't roll my R's. I speak terrible English. Um, I I just realized that I could control where I was going and what I was able to do. Um, so I I can't really say it other than I'm doing what I feel is right, and the calling for me has been Sather. Uh, I still study the runes, but like I said, that's a very separate magic. 
Um, and they, it's not that they don't go together um, because they do. All, all magic can be intertwined. Everything can weave together in some way, shape or form. Um, but I, I just feel almost like in an academic way, they're separate. Like this is science class and this is math class. It's very, to me, it's very straightforward in that way. Um, so, I, you know, I, I can't really explain it other than I, I am able to, like when I read these things, like I just finished reading uh, Edward Thorson's book. You said that was kind of a kind of a, a weirder one. That's it. It was it was weird, and it it did sort of read academic. But the more I read into it, it's like that's my most highlighted and like page noted book that I've got right now. It was just very. It it rang true, um, and it's you know it isn't all that. It isn't even all that out there in the realm of. I mean, when you're talking about gods and magic and energy and all that, it's. But it does read a little academic. Um, and yeah, I'm at the point now where um, I, I sort of, I don't, not that I don't feel safe, but I know if I want to continue on this journey, I need others. And over the last year, I guess I've been, I've been following you, Jacob, on Instagram for like, you were at, I think, a thousand followers around the time I started following you, uh, ages ago, it seems like, but uh, I, for some reason, I, I even uh, messaged you, I think, as soon as I started following you. I was like, hey, yeah, you know, Odin, I think I said something like Odin told me to, told me to give you a shout or something like that. I was like, I knew that I was being led to that page. And in that last year, I've seen everything that you've been doing. I've seen the energy grow and I've seen the people join in. And I've seen this massive, I've seen you bring all these people together and it's like, that's it. That that's the energy required. That's the energy needed. These people, the people of the like mind, the people of like faith. You say things like, you know, is this not what religion should be? This is to me that right there is the most true form of religion. I I, I even hesitate to call it religion, but this feeling and seeing this community support each other almost instantaneously and to just grow and blossom. It's like now is the time we can. Like we're coming together as a folk. You've never met me before, and you were like, "Sure, just throw this guy on the podcast." Like you, you took a shot in the dark, just like I'm taking a shot in the dark, just like everyone else is taking a shot in the dark. Joining the Discord or whatever. Like we don't know each other, but we all feel it, and we're all being drawn towards it. And that's I, I, that's a beautiful thing, if you ask me. And I want to be a part of that beautiful thing. So here I am. It's kind of wild. Like we were kind of talking about this a little bit in the previous podcast, uh, previous podcast with Anthony uh, from my Norse pagan journey is like religion almost feels limiting when describing this. It's more of like a way of life that yes, infuses our religion, but I don't know. It's so hard to describe. And I think the, the episode I put out, it will be a week ago from this podcast episode on my YouTube talks about my personal daily practices and I talk about it's more of a rhythm, like you just fall into this rhythm of everyday life and an understanding of how everything works. Um, yeah, so none of this stuff has been written down. Like, yeah, some of it we we know, and there's a little bit, but there's there's no like there's no source that we can go to. It really is all feelings and what feels right to us individually, which is which is exactly what religion should be. It should be very individual, but it should also bring together individuals into this into a bigger feeling i mean we're we're all feeding off of the same energy and it's there's there's no denying that people people want to be a part of it in any way they can and i mean how many people do you have on discord how many people do you have following you on youtube or on what are you at nine you are at nine thousand on youtube was it yeah almost ten thousand now um oh, yeah. and i think we have like 270 or 280 on discord now and uh like 6500 on instagram it's crazy i mean yeah. A year ago, I, I think it was a year ago to like today that I posted a video. I'm like, I have 120 subscribers. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so and nice. It's been that you a guys long year, to too. Oh my gosh. I feel like 20 years older now. Um, so one thing I did want to ask, we were talking about this a little bit before um before we like actually started recording, but you living on Nantucket Island has an interesting spiritual energy there. You were kind of talking about like this old like like nautical tales, nautical mythology mixed in now with your Norse beliefs and your past. So like, you want to dive into that? Because honestly, I'm not going to be able to add much to the Sather conversation. So I want to get all my stuff in now. 
So, uh, so Nantucket's an old whaling community, um, and it's it's unbeknownst to me before I got here. It was also big in uh, things like the Underground Railroad, and it was very it was a very liberal place. And there were uh, like Frederick Douglass did one of his first uh, speeches on the steps of the the library in town. He owned a house here. It was like a very like it's a popular place, and it has been for forever. And it's just got a very rich history. It's also got a lot of whaling captains, a lot of weird sailors and, you know, just salty, salty people. And Mr. Rogers had a house out here. But the the energy on island is actually, um, that's actually a big part of the journey. I, I don't think I had felt energy like that. Um, and, you know, growing up as a kid, Episcopalian, you know, I wasn't, you know, religious at all. Like I said, I started being, you know, whatever, satanic or anarchistic or whatever. But I, I, I felt the power of religion. It was just very stale. It was, you know, we were in an old wooden church and it just smelled like old folks. And it just, there was nothing, it wasn't very progressive and it didn't feel like there was any room to grow. So moving here was the first time that I actually felt that room to grow that I was like, man, there's, it's more than just, there's, there's something else going on. And I was fortunate enough to, um, I, I moved here for my job as a chef and I was fortunate enough to work for a woman who opened me up to that energy. Um, she's been a huge part of my life. Um, and she's, she is, when I say someone is made out of light and love, this woman embodies light and love. And she was able to take me acknowledging this energy but only you know the darker side of it she was able to show me that you know you can unlock both she was a big part in me quitting i quit smoking i quit drinking she was huge in both of those um she was always the one that whenever i was super angry i'd be able to just go yell and scream and just and just be absolutely a terrible human being for a few minutes and then she'd be like well now aren't you aren't you much better now Let's, let's sage smudge the room. Let's go back out. Let's have a really great day. Let's be positive. And she was very tapped into the energy on the island. And she was able to help me tap into that. And uh, the old souls here, old souls here. You go into the, the graveyard in the middle of the island. And it's just, you know, 1700 this, 1800 this. Whole family plots. It's a very, very intense. Uh, and and I, I alive place like a cemetery is very alive if you're in tune with things like that it's it can be a scary place i actually we have a large uh, jamaican population here and i worked with uh with a woman who refused to walk by any of the graveyards because they were so filled with energy and activity she was very very superstitious and would not travel by any of them so since you've uh, come into the faith of north faith, whatever you want to call this particular belief we have, the old ways, whatever, with you being on like a whaling island, have you connected to Nord any? Because I know in the Discord we have Parker, who's very bonnier, and you know, with you being surrounded by the sea, I'm just kind of curious if you felt Nord there as well. I actually, I feel him very much so. Uh, I live not, obviously being on an island, I live not far from the beach. Um, I'm maybe a quarter mile from it and I go there almost every day, walk my dogs down there. Um, I, one day I just happened to stub my toe on, um, some old paving stones and started pulling them out of the ground. And I have actually, uh, uh, a little altar out there. It's just a stone altar. But every time I go to that beach, that's where I take my sandals off. I say hello. And then I go on about my business and I, I that's where I go to talk to most of the guys, if I have questions or anything like that, yeah, I have my home altar, but you know, their their home is outdoors, so I go to them, um, and I speak with Njord all the time. He's he is right there, literally right there, and we we have such an active uh, current around our island; it's always changing shape. Um, you know, the beach was twenty yards long. Now the waves are crashing right on the dunes. He's like, he's, uh, you can tell when he's angry, he's happy, he's busy. You can, you can just feel it. Um, anywhere, anywhere you look, any beach you go to, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling to, to just know that he's right over there. Literally, I could, I could, if I was that, if I was strong enough, I could throw a football at him. Man, that's going to be awesome living that close to the ocean and uh, being able to have a relationship with New York. I've, 
he was one of the well aside from his daughter freya which i just picked up a relationship with recently um he's the he was the only vander i worked with for for a few months i think it started after midsummer uh when parker had me uh do a little offering to him there uh, but it was it's been a really awesome it's been really awesome it, it, even being as far away from i am uh from the beach in tennessee like you know, if i want beach front anything here i've got to go to a lake so <laughs> <laughs> any, hey, really any stream, great. any stream or river that goes down to the ocean. If you're close to the Mississippi, there you go. That that connects to the ocean. You're good. The opposite side but, of the state, but if I ever get the uh, chance to. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, so I I grew up in Florida, um, northeast Florida, in Jacksonville. So I've you know always been by the ocean, and it took me moving to an island to realize how important that the ocean was to me. And I don't. I don't actually have a patron deity right now. I don't feel the need for one because I've because I'm not working with, but I'm communicating with so many of them. Um, I just none of them necessarily feel right to me as as a patron. But if I had to choose, I I would probably choose one of the Vanek deities, and it would probably be Mjord because he is. You know, we're all from the sea. I I know that we're all made up of the same same salt water there. You know everything everything is made out of. So I I have a very strong connection to him more than anyone else on a personal level as far as the gods are concerned. But like I said, I don't have a patron, and I don't I I don't know if I feel the need for one yet. When I do, man, that's gonna watch out because when I do something, I do it kind of kind of full. I'm so happy you're saying you don't have a patron because I, that's something that I, I do want to address. I think we talked about on the podcast, but I'm going to do a full video on it. But there is such a rush for people that get into this faith for the first time. And they think they need to get a matron or a patron immediately. And I'm like, calm down. Like you do not need to do this. It, it has to happen naturally. If you force something, it's not going to happen in the way you want it to. And I, I, I told you in my email that I don't have a relationship with Thor. I, Though I see him in the storms and and the lightning and all that, I, I I have never felt his presence. And for a while, it bothered me. And you know, I look kind of burly and manly and all that. I cried about it. I've cried several times about it. And then one day I realized, you know what? It's I'm trying to force it, and that's why it doesn't feel good. Now that I've stopped, I know I'm like, hey, he's he's there. He's coming for me. Got my Mjolnir from uh, from the Volva Wolf because um, I'm about to go on a nice journey and. I'm probably going to run into him on the journey. I'm about to, I'm about to just drive around the, around the United States for a while. He'll be there. I'm not in a rush to see him because I know it'll happen on its own time. He's busy right now. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah. Thor's definitely busy uh, with the Texas gathering that we just had. Uh, we did a big send-off to him. Right now, he's in young time. So that's why I'm not wearing my mole near. Like, I... I, Thor is my patron, like, I, and I do think it's it's not something that you do need. It's something that you do need to take your time with and work with a lot of the gods that you can. Uh, definitely needs to be addressed, and I, because every, I see so many people at all, I don't know who I want my matron or patron to be with, and you don't really need one. I would love, I love hearing stories when people say I don't have one. Like I, I work with uh, Freya and Odin or whoever. That's awesome. And yeah, whenever Thor's ready, he's gonna reach out to you and get ready. It will be intense. Oh, it's gonna. It's uh, there's no such thing as subtlety. I've learned with the Norse gods, they have zero subtlety about them, and that's you know that's one of the things that I look forward to most because I know when it does happen, it's it's gonna be so powerful. The energy is just gonna be through the roof. I mean, you talk about energy. How many followers has Thor got in the last few years? As as far as the gods are concerned they're ecstatic as far as i could tell that they have so many people reaching out to them and finally answering the call because our energy feeds their energy it's it, and it all comes back to us so the more followers they have and the more people are studying and learning the happier they are so i i do know in my heart that he's there and that when he does show up who i'm glad i don't drink because i want to remember this <laughs> Um, so Baker actually to pull you into this, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian, I'm keeping you on the sideline. Cause I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, Baker, so he was talking about his Odin experience where he's uh, sat down and he was mentioning how he doesn't actually necessarily speak with him, but it's more of just like a, like an intimate energy exchange. Is that something you've experienced as well with Odin? Because it's something like, I've only had a very finite amount of words with him, but it's always like, he's there 
and like words don't need to be said. Do you feel, do you feel this is uh, true for you as well? Well, like I said before, when I first you know, manifested him, I didn't, I didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to say anything. We, he just was there. And that sometimes is all you really need is just to feel that energy and know that he's there. He, you know, we all know that the gods work in riddles and they're never going to tell you what to do directly. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to give you some sort of weird puzzle in your mind that you have to figure out. So them talking isn't necessarily the greatest thing. Sometimes just knowing that they're there is, is all you really need. They do listen. Everything you say, they're going to listen to. So when it comes to, uh, to talking with them, always talk in as like something has happened. Don't talk as if you want it to happen because then they're just like, oh, that's a want. All right, let's put that on the back burner. When you say something is, then they're like, well, it must be true. So I always, I always tend to talk to the gods, never in, I don't ask questions. I just tell them um, because I don't, I don't want to get a riddle back. I, I don't want to have to spend too much time thinking about something. I want to let them know, yeah, like I'm in a bad mood. I go to the beach. I'm not talking to them about my bad mood. I say, I'm in a good mood. This day is great. I'm having a good time. You know, it's, it's simple things like that. Knowing that they're there when you're talking like that, they, they listen to that. And then you will have a good day. I promise you. I promise you they're going to make the day better because you said, oh, there's nothing wrong with today. Today is great. They're going to look at you and be like, great day. He said it must be true. Yeah, especially the last month, and I guess really, well, that whole that whole stint that I went through where I kind of felt like the uh, the gods had left me for a while and everything like that, but it was it was all leading up to make me better um, at the start of September and all. But uh, I, I also been... think that I also think that we sometimes need that absence. Um, that lets us focus a little bit more on ourselves. We're not worried about them because they're not around. Um, that's another big part of it. Is, of of magic in general for me is I, I can't do it every day. No one can do it every day. You have to step away from it. You have to you have to recharge all your different batteries in every way that you can. So it is kind of scary when you know the gods leave you um, because you you do feel alone. Um, but just know that in that time that's that's them saying you're all right for a little bit. We got something to do. You can figure this out. You're you know you're fine. They're not going to leave you. In a terrible place they're going to leave you knowing that you'll be all right and it's only going to help you grow um but yeah like i was saying my, this past month uh since got back from the uh from the fall gathering and i had you know the whole big thing with the beast and all that uh it's been it's been really where i feel oh, i feel the energy or the beast all right i i just all right now i've got a face for the beast all yeah. right. You're, hearing, <laughs> hearing your this country man is the beast of, I yeah. had to pause a few times, listen to that podcast because I had this feeling. I was like, "Oh, not, I don't know that beast, but I know the beast." That's that's. Man. I wish I was there for that, but it's good to actually finally put your face to, yeah, to like, what I what I've been picturing. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I really felt the the part of I don't have to speak so much to Odin anymore, and really, I've not had I've not had any actual talks with Odin. Except for, I guess, maybe like, I guess the day after we came back, I just thanked him. And that was the only thing I did verbally. Other than that, it's just been, I've just, I've kind of felt him is, is just all up here mentally. And it's just the energy going like, uh, like you were, like you were saying in what uh, the question that Jacob asked me before. Uh, and it's just, uh, I've, I've not felt the need, like I need to give any offerings or anything like that. I just feel like it's just, uh, it's, this time for me to experience this uh, this new type of communication with Odin and get to understand that better and to um, to learn it. I you know I you don't on this you know giving giving to the gods and all that I I, I very rarely do um, because you know I'm not really asking them for much I'm right now I'm more in the process of self learning and um, I'm not really I'm not really trying to to do anything outside of my own mind. So I'm, you know, I, I don't feel the need to give, to give to them all the time. And if I do give, maybe it's to a specific God, maybe it's to just the general pantheon. It, it, to me, it's everything that you do in this faith is gonna be based on how you feel. Like I mentioned before, there's not really much written down about this. This is all coming, this new energy. Um, 
it's all based on a few things, but we're all experiencing it very differently. And that's, um, that's very important that everyone knows that your way of, of viewing the gods and speaking to them and interacting with them is your way. And that's the way the gods like it. You don't need to change it because you heard, oh, we need to do this block or we need to do this sacrifice or this ritual. Or what. You don't need to if it doesn't feel right for you and it's and to me that's that's kind of the coolest part because i'm an absolute nutcase at, uh, at times and i do absolute nutcase things for them sometimes and it's you know they they have a good time with it i have a good time with it for some reason i'm picturing you like rolling a car down the hill and you're just like this is for you odin and like shoving this car down like i hope you enjoy it <laughs> i have spent more nights on this island sleeping in the woods or outside in the snow next to my fire than anyone should and i gotta tell you like it, look, look at me right now no one can see me because it's a podcast but i'm almost 40 years old i have fingernail polish on fingerless skeleton gloves and i i'm wearing a knife around my neck like i am a ball of crazy and they they know that's me and that's just just how they like me and everything that i nothing that i've done as far as speaking with them or or interacting with them has has felt wrong or bad or anything like that and they've never given me any they've never given me any crap for it so i gotta i gotta figure i'm doing something right for myself you sure you're not a Loki follower? You're giving me that Loki chaos vibe. I, so, okay. <laughs> so funny you should mention chaos. Um, I've actually gone by for a very long time, my original gamer tag, and this is X, the original Xbox, the original Halo game. I've held on to this gamer tag and it's been King Chaos. I have chaos tattooed down my chest. Like I've always lived in a world full of chaos I, you know being a chef and a cook the restaurant industry is full of chaos and that's actually where i where i thrive is in those very chaotic situations but as much as you'd think i'm a loki guy i'm i'm actually very very guarded around loki uh you know interacted a few times but i you know i know what he's capable of and though it's not evil in a sense i I know he and I would get along famously, and that's just bad for the world. Bad, bad, bad news for the world. All right. To keep us on schedule, uh, it seems like once again, we could probably have this con uh, conversation go on for days, but we need to start talking about the main topic, which is Sather. And for all those people out there, including myself, uh, can either Ian or Eric give us a basic description of what Sather magic is and its basic practice? Ian, you want to take this one so that we can hear your voice? Um, I'm actually curious to see like your take on it because like I have my idea and I just want to kind of compare notes exactly on so how you see it. My idea of Sather and um and how I'm using it in not my daily life, but in in my life is uh it is the practice of meditation and trance work. Um I guess you could call it in sort of more modern terms, astral projection, I believe. Um, but I'm able through meditation and trance work, I'm able to transport my consciousness uh to the consciousness to um wherever i'd like to go um in in the cosmos i mean we we're only limited by our mind and you know say there has helped me open my mind so i can go anywhere i need to go to get to get information to to learn to you know to i haven't stepped into the whole you know prophecy and fate and all that's the part that i really i really would like others to be involved in because it is such an intense energy but for me say there is just the use of your mind to to speak to speak and to to be spoken to yeah that's kind of the I, best i got that's kind of the best i got yeah no, that is that is very similar to how i said it is more of a way of of travel um you know with your mind with your with your consciousness and your subconsciousness in a sense um like like what you're saying with meditation and trance work that is my biggest, or my two biggest ways of doing it. I am, for those who have been around me for the gatherings and stuff like that, like I'm very easily susceptible to uh, being trans, whether I, for the most part, I let it happen. But once I allow somebody to put me in a trance, whether it's myself or having somebody else do it, it is very, very easy for me to go into that state of mind and then for me to wander. Um, it's the best way I like to do it. 
And for me, I've, I'm curious, you know, this is one of the biggest questions that I've, I have for you on it is, is dream related things. So for me, I have been known in the discord to make guest appearances and individual in people's dreams, uh, some more than others. And it's actually kind of what promoted me to start looking, going down the path of say there, because it, it is what kind of resonated and clicked with me um, on something that it's possibly that's what it is. You know, like I've been, I've been in one individual's dreams three times now, you know what I mean? And it's sometimes it's by complete accident. Sometimes it is intentional where I'll, I'll, you know, somebody be like, Hey, like try to pay me a visit and I will meditate, clear my mind. And then I will focus on that individual and send them an energy. And it works a lot better if I've met that person or I've talked to that person a lot more. And then usually it, it'll happen to a certain extent, you know, sometimes it might not be instantaneous, but it'll be like a couple of days later, kind of a situation where they'll actually finally receive that energy. But I'm curious on your take on, on dream travel regarding Sailor. Uh, so I'm actually pretty terrible with dreams. I, I do dream. I just don't dream very vividly. Um, and I don't dream with enough regularity to really to take much, much stock in my own dreams. I know dreams are very powerful for others. Um, but I mean, your mind isn't asleep when you're asleep. Your mind is still going. You're still firing synopses in your brain. Um, and... I'm trying to think of a way to explain this. Once you open your mind to the collective consciousness, which is essentially everything around you, your mind always knows how to get back there. So when you're sleeping, you're still your mind is still able to do a multitude of things. We only unlock 10% of our brain. Your brain's got so much power, it's, it's scary. So as far as dreams are concerned, that's that's just an extension of the work that you do while you're awake and I, I wrote something down the other day let me see real quick so i'm a big i'm a big science guy so whenever i learn something it, whether it's in this practice or just in daily life i like to kind of learn the science behind it and there's a theorem of non-locality bell's theorem of non-locality and it's all theoretical which this is all theoretical we're all we're all feeling things in our own way. It's all theoretical, but after two particles meet, they continue to influence each other. And it's not for any reason other than they've met each other before that they're able to continue to communicate with each other regardless of distance. But it's only, it's not possible. And like I said, it's theoretical. So it's theoretically not possible um, in a universe limited by the speed of light. But when, when you, when you meditate or when you go into trance, you're not, you're not limited by the speed of light. So communication is occurring outside of space-time. It's, you've, you may have never met someone, but on a, molec a molecular level or even like an, an energy level, like your spirits have intertwined and have met somewhere along the way and they're just communicating with each other. You're opening yourself up to these energies and you're learning more about them. So your mind is just gonna continue to just, just go wherever it wants. and. It's gonna happen while you're sleeping, and that's that's a good thing about being able to remember dreams. And that's a you know power I wish I had. I'm gonna try and work on it, but um, that's that's just all part of it. Dreams are gonna be huge, and you're gonna learn a lot. Um, everything in a dream will tell you something if you look into it hard enough. So that's if that's how you're most active in this practice, then that's that's not what you should work on but that's just be prepared for it to be to continue on and to get bigger and more powerful as you as you yourself learn more right and i know um uh, another thing there's another individual that is in the discord that is practicing say there as well and they're doing um uh where they're visiting the nine realms as like a practice have you done anything like that like i have done it by accident like I said, like I, I have, I, I I have done it by accident was actually yeah. how I how I kind of realized that this is what needed to happen is I I stumbled upon not hell itself, but I stumbled upon the path to it. And I was, it was sort of so when I say I don't have a patron and I work with a lot of gods, there are some that I work exclusively with when I am doing this work. And that would be um, Odin, Freya, and then um, Heimdall, um, who he's just sort of he's he's who I trust when I'm traveling. Um, in these worlds he's you know he sees it all and he hears it all he'll know if I'm doing all right 
Um, and I started not knowing that it was hell. I was like, oh, let's, you know, let's check that out. And I was just told that, nope, not yet. Don't go there. That's, that's nice that you think that's fun, but it's not going to be what you need right now. So I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen Yggdrasil. Um, I mean, how do you really describe it other than beautiful? But I haven't, I haven't specifically visited any other realms um, just because I would like to have, I would like to have others around me um, so that they, so that they can just kind of tell if anything's going wrong or if I, if I'm looking uncomfortable or like, like something's not right, they'll be able to snap me out. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of everyone's first step is going to be, you know, seeing, seeing the tree and seeing the realms from afar and just knowing that like, Hey, this is, this is how you get there. And some people feel the call to go to one place. Some will get the call to go others, but it's, that's kind of, I, I would like to assume that's kind of everyone's first step. No one's just like, Oh my God, I woke up and I was in, I was in Valhalla the very first time I ever traveled. I don't think it's that simple, but that's just me personally. I've heard stories such as that before, and I'm like, right. I, I would never tell any. I would never tell anyone they're wrong because, like I said, this is all a very personal thing. But I like, I for me that just seems dangerous, and um, I wouldn't put it past the gods that they were drunk when they let that happen. But you know, I I don't think that that's a very that's a very rational place for them to start you out in. Right, yeah. So for like my personal, my two personal experiences as far as realms go um, and worlds is my first one was actually Nifelheim. Um, for me, just a little bit of background, like hell is my matron. Um, so I have worked with her for quite a, for a while now and very intensely. So I feel like that was kind of my, like, like you said, like the introductory. And I was, I was well taken care of in that space. Um, it was very, it was very eye-opening. It was a very um, emotional experience for myself. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it, to me, it was the safest I felt because then my next accidental adventure was uh, Muspelheim and having spoken to another individual who has been there, both of us were just like, we would rather not go back. Um, it's like it's like I said, the gods aren't known for their subtlety and there's nothing subtle about any of this. And if if you're not prepared for something, it'll, it can take you by surprise. And, you know, I have cried out of fear more than i have ever in my entire life in this last year like it's there's some some genuine stuff that'll 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 get you shaking a little bit but it helps you grow they're not going to put you in front of anything dangerous it's not going to teach you a lesson and if you know anytime you're doing this if you feel uncomfortable start start backing away we all have the power to just leave it alone tell someone tell someone about it maybe they can help you figure it out i haven't been to any of the of the realms other than other than here good old midgard no need no need to travel there yet i'm like i haven't even been to all 50 states yet why am i why do i think i can go other places that that i just don't need to be i think in a way and i was discussing this because i put up a poll on like what people thought the nine realms were and i was discussing this with a few people like midgard truly is the combination of all realms so like we have a little bit of everything here so you can enjoy the pleasures of all nine worlds somewhere here on midgard now, can you travel necessarily, you know, like, yeah, you can travel to Vana, Vanaheim if you want, you want to go to Asgard, but same time, like you said, you haven't seen all 50 states yet. Like, there's a lot of answers here for you. And why? why there's a lot world? of answers that I'm on the way that I'm on the way to discover, like beginning right. of the year, I, I have, I have no plans other than to drive around this beautiful country and discover. I'll meet folk and I'll just, I'll, I'll see the nine realms here. I know I will. It's, it's, I've never seen the Grand Canyon that's going to be a mind-blowing experience much like it would be if i'd been to vanaheim it's all new to me and it's all eye-opening and beautiful all right so I've, uh, I've got a question for you eric um just as somebody that i kind of feel like i've been kind of pushed towards i've been pushed towards freya after the fall gathering and i know that she's actually the one that taught odin uh my patron how you know about say their magic and everything like that i kind of feel like i'm being pushed that way or drawn that way along with some other things with uh, some shamanistic stuff that's been happening. Um, but where would be a good place to start? And I'm not trying to like get ahead of myself or anything like that. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where to, where to try to ground myself with it and then go forward. Um, everyone always says, read, read, read. And that's really all you can do. Um, right now. Uh, I just got, I just got done reading 
uh, Edward Thorson's book, uh, Witchdom of the True, I believe it's called. And that sort of talks about the separation between uh, the Aesir magic and the Vanir magic. Um, I, it's it's kind of weird because it doesn't feel like the like like Odin is more feminine and Freya is more masculine as far as the magic is concerned. But everyone sort of assumes that it is for some like for some reason that I I, I don't really see it or feel it. But right now, all I'm doing is reading, and that's all I can really say is read. And if you don't really feel like the book is teaching me what you want to what you want to know. You don't have to read the whole book. Go on another book. Like there's so much stuff out there. Um, Jan Fries has a bunch of uh, a few books that I'm getting into. Freya Aswin is the next one on my list, which is um, <sighs> Runes and Feminine Powers: Northern Mysteries and Magic, which sort of does lend to the idea that that the the Vanier side was a little bit more feminine. But it's honestly it's. It's not. Now, on the topic of that, the divine feminine is something that we all have inside. And that is, I've found sort of a key to unlocking a bit more of this magic. Um, it's, I, I really don't, don't know what to say about it other than you ain't gonna feel more of a man until you unlock your divine feminine. It's, the, it's the strangest thing in the world like it's something that i acknowledged all, that i had and started thinking about that and meditating on that and unlocking and fray was a big part of it um i still don't understand the half of it but i know once i once i sort of realized that there was a masculine and a feminine side to all of this that that was a big that was a big help um and that's going to be something that everyone experiences differently but it's something that everyone should look into is the divine feminine um just in general it's 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 good to know things like that i just read a book about being an empath it's in no way related to norse paganism but it was involved some feelings that i had and it spoke about them and it sort of opened them up to me and and the ideas though though in modern times sound a little feminine and sort of soft and like uh, not manly i gotta say it's 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 good to be able to go through those feelings and those and those thoughts because you come out the side the other side a better man so everyone should look up uh, about the divine feminine learn about it it's good for you so one thing I've been trying to figure out, so is there like, as far as like, you know, I look at like runes, you know, we have like runic pools, runic divination, you know, bind runes. Is there any rituals or practices within Sather that make it so you can practice? Like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do a Sather ritual. Is that really a thing? Or like, like, how do you necessarily practice the magic in a real sense? So there, there are rituals uh, involved in it. And that's another reason why I'd like to involve other people because there are actual roles involved in it. Um, you know, there's a, not, I can't remember, it's like, there's a grandmaster type position who's sort of in control of everything. There's the actual seer who is the one who goes into trance and will, and will travel, you know, project themselves or allow spirits to inhibit them. Uh, but there's also, uh, there's also watchers for both of them. There's the crowd is a part of it. They're the battery of energy. They're the ones that are supposed to you know they're they're the dancers and the musicians and they're the ones that bring all the energy needed to uh to let the seer travel um so there's plenty of ritual but in practicing you don't need to do some elaborate ritual with you know five people helping you out and then a crowd of 20 practice on your own you know it's you need to be able to connect on your own in order to understand it all um so just me meditate. Meditating is good for you, and it it clears your mind, and it also allows you to absorb the energies around you, which are which are what you need for this work, because it is very draining, very very draining. I think another reason why there's so many people involved in the ritual is because everyone everyone has to look out for each other and know when someone's overexerted themselves, and they just they they need to be pulled away. So. Um, yeah, with my own experience with trance work, um, specifically at the fall gathering um, and kind of what we were tapping into there. I mean, it's taken me, I mean, it's been what, three weeks since the fall gathering, I believe now. And it's taken me up to this point to recover from it. 
Um, you know, I don't know if trance and shamanism are similar to say they're in a way, but it's definitely something that I realized that once you start dabbling in those, you know, older and like more powerful magics, like it does drain you. And I know Kay, uh, Baker, you know this now too, with being the beast of Odin, <laughs> like it destroys you. It'll, it, there's some stuff that'll put me down for a couple days, you know, when I say put me down. It's like, I just, you know, that feeling where you just can't get out of bed and it's not that you're hungover or maybe you are hungover, but you just, you just can't do it. You got to sit in bed and watch Netflix all day or whatever it is you do. It, it does mental exertion is even worse than physical exertion. I can take a pill for my back to stop hurting. If I've been lifting stuff all day, there's no pill to relax you mental. Well, I'm sure there is on the pharmaceutical <laughs> in the pharmaceutical world, but there's no pill that you need to take or that you should take to calm down from this, this use of energy, because it's, it, it, you just need to let it, let it, let it go naturally, let it come back naturally. And if that means you're down for a week, stay down for a week. And the most, the most exhausting thing about whenever I did the, um, the berserker thing with the beast was just trying to contain it, trying to contain it long enough to not just go. That was what exhausted me. And I, I, got, <laughs> I got to the point that I did it and I started the ritual for it. And then I was, I was gone. <laughs> Cause I didn't have the strength for it anymore. I was, it, it just completely took over. Yeah. That, that's, that's one of the scary things about it is it will take you over and it, I mean, it feels great though. Um, but yeah, just, just imagine that every time you're doing this, yeah, you're meditating and that's calming and relaxing for your body, but you're, you're working your brain in overtime. We're using more than that 10% that we're, we use for our daily lives. You know, we're, we're going, essentially we're going out of our minds. Um, and that's, I mean, that takes, takes a lot. I've got, I've got one, one more question. So for you, Eric, when you're going into, when you're about to do some, some sort of say their magic and you, you do your meditation and your transfer, what kind of like process do you do as far as your own personal, like way of meditating and or trance? Then everybody kind of has their own different thing that they do that works best for them. Like for me, it's drum work. Um, definitely gets me into a good state of mind to start exploring any type of you know percussive music something that's you know that's longer than like a 30 second punk rock song you know get something that's got a good rhythm that'll that'll be going on for a few minutes um you know i don't i don't i'm not known for dancing but i'll, I'll sway uh and i really you just sort of you just want to make your body vibrate at the same frequency of the earth of the music of everything around you so that you can more easily join into all of it um some people do dance or some people play the drums some just listen to the drums it's all it's always going to be different uh but for me it's it's pretty simple just a good bit of music um some swaying and just silence i'll light a candle i've got some incense burning i will use the same incense every time i try to use um lavender just to keep me calm because i am very excitable in the trance state um but i'll always use lavender and then i use that smell memory that sensory memory and that also helps me for the next time my mind sort of says oh we're doing this again okay i remember he, this is the smell that we smell when we're doing these things so just find find whatever feels good for you and and just stay with it don't you know you can change it if it feels right if it doesn't feel right or whatever but learn your own way of getting there and then just continue to do that and you, it, it becomes easier the more you do it well we'll go ahead and start ending out this episode so um eric i want to give you a big thank you this has been a really fun topic to talk about um it's been such a pleasure to get to know you like we said this has been the the shot in the dark episode you know we, we really haven't talked too much before now so it's been it's been really a great conversation yeah you know the conversation can go on for years that's the beautiful thing about it is we could we could come talk about this 10 years from now all four of us and we're all gonna be like man remember how silly and how little we knew back then man look at us now <laughs> same thing with uh oh thank you my 120 subscribers and now it's almost 10,000. shoot what's it gonna be in a year oh my gosh <laughs> the, 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 honestly the like seeing the rise has been it's it's just been uplifting for me as well because so many people are feeling these same things that we are it's a it's just it's beautiful I don't know any other way to say it.
big thing, a big, big woo shit is happening. I cuss, but I don't care. I'm going to bleep My, it out. I <laughs> didn't know what woo was for the longest time. I'm a, little, I'm a little dense and I was like, oh, it's just wisdom of Odin. They're feeling the wisdom of Odin. Okay, all right. It didn't start as now that, I though. know what's it, going on. It, it honestly did not start as like an acronym. I didn't even realize that until someone pointed it out. It was just the word I started using to describe like magic that we can't comprehend. And all of a sudden, someone's like, why are you using your acronym? I'm like, my acronym? What are you talking about? I'm just saying, ooh. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> happened. It, it felt right, and it just happened. Yeah. See, that's just, that's just him sweeping in under the rug. He knew what he was doing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the master plan. Uh, Eric, is there any social media people can follow you on to keep tabs on you, or do you prefer to be off the radar? Um, I do have Instagram. That's kind of it. I have a Facebook page, but I don't use it. I keep it just for the messenger aspect. Uh, feel free to get in touch with me there. It's just Eric Gilbertson. Uh, Instagram. What is my name? Eric doesn't have IG, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of it. If anyone wants to message me, talk about this stuff. I like. I could genuinely talk about this for days on end. Like I said, it's all yeah, it'll probably I talk you about it. Yeah, the more I talk about it with people, the more I'm actually like gonna read more. I'm gonna I'm gonna get more books. I'm gonna study so that the next time I talk to someone, I'll be like, "Hey, remember we were wondering about this? This is what we got to do." Man, I definitely want to know more about uh, when you start doing this road trip because that'll be that'll be interesting. You can start like hitting up everyone, and I definitely want to meet up sometime too. If, yeah, if I'm if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, I'll shoot you shoot you an email, let you know what's going on. I have zero plans. I have places i'd like to go but i'm just gonna go wherever the wind blows me wherever i'm needed honestly if any of the folk need me while i'm out and about let me know literally i'm doing nothing just hanging out some would say wherever the woo needs you (laughs) yeah ian Ian definitely is going to be probably hitting you up after this if you make your way down to tennessee let me know and I'll, i'll get you with a tattoo See, that's oh, that's dangerous. That's <laughs> dangerous. I I got the my, old hand poke. Last tattoos was uh, this wasn't a hand poke, but this was a rune I got or uh, one of Odin's symbols for uh, camouflage uh, and deception in battle. I got it because I like wearing camo pants all the time, but now I don't have to because I'm always wearing camo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, gentlemen, let's go ahead and end this episode of the Folk Podcast. Once again, Eric, thank you so much. But everyone, if you wish to be on the Folk Podcast, please email us at thefolkpodcast at gmail.com. That's thefolkpodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, this is the place to ask them as well. Otherwise, everyone, until the hall, until the next podcast, skull. 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 skull.